You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. The number of new jobs created in June came in weaker than forecast at 209,000. The unemployment rate little changed at 3.6%. Also, the April and May reports were revised to reflect 110,000 fewer jobs created than first reported. It's a sign the job market is holding up but softening. Most market watchers now expect the Fed to raise interest rates at the end of the month to cool the economy and inflation. The question has been whether the Fed will raise rates again in September. Depository receipts of Alibaba trading in the U.S. are up more than 2%. Reuters says financial firm Ant Group, an affiliate of Alibaba, is settling an investigation with the Chinese government and will pay a more than $1 billion fine. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Just dial pound 250 and say, switch now to save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say, News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. 209,000 new jobs. I'm Chris Foster of Fox News. That's the fewest in two and a half years in the monthly jobs report released this morning. Still more than the average pre-pandemic month in 2019. And the unemployment rate fell to 3.6%. Hourly pay is up 4.4% from a year ago, so wages are now growing faster than inflation. On Wall Street, stocks are basically flat this morning. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is in China. I've made clear that the United States does not seek a wholesale separation of our economies. We seek to diversify and not to decouple. She says the goal is fair competition, not winner take all. President Biden speaks today at the White House about plans to lower health care costs and crack down on short-term health insurance plans that don't offer enough protection. The plan also offers new guidance on medical billing that would limit the ability of insurance companies contracted with hospitals to claim care is out of network. That guidance would also require health plans to be transparent about surprise facility fees that can show up in medical bills. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in D.C. Biden administration is reportedly planning to include cluster bombs in the next batch of military aid to Ukraine. They explode and eject little bombs designed to kill troops or take out armored vehicles. And those little bombs are sometimes duds that can explode later, killing or injuring civilians. The last of our military's declared chemical weapon stash is being destroyed today. At the Bluegrass Army Depot outside Lexington, Kentucky, workers are preparing to eliminate the last batch of 51,000 rockets filled with deadly sarin nerve gas stored there since the 1940s. Earlier, workers at the Army's Pueblo Chemical Depot in Colorado destroyed the last of 2,600 tons of mustard gas. There is a September deadline for meeting the destruction agreed to in the International Chemical Weapons Treaty, but three countries, including North Korea, have not signed the agreement. Jack Callahan, Fox News. At least six people are killed in an overnight fire at a retirement home in Milan, Italy. America's listening to Fox News.
When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus next day energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save. Right now, get up to 40% off select bathroom faucets and vanities. Plus, buy Southwire Romex Simple 12-gauge indoor wire at our everyday low price of $109. Head to your local Lowe's or visit us at Lowe's.com for more deals you can't beat. Because Lowe's knows savings, Lowe's knows pros. About 7 6 through 7 12. While supplies last. Selection. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m. on News Talk 96.5. K I asked what kind of family she wanted. She said, a family like yours. Learn more about adopting a teen at AdoptUSKids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUS Kids, and the Ad Council. If you really want to support our troops, just contact the USO. You can't believe how much they do for us. To find out how you can help, visit us at USO.org. The USO. Until everyone comes home. Acadiana Center for the Arts is our cultural and artistic hub serving eight parishes through community development, education, live performance, film, and exhibitions. For information on getting involved in upcoming events, call 233-7060. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Good to be here. This is not, this is, to repeat, this is not Moon Graffon. This is a old friend of Moon Graffon, Paul Hurd, your host today. Uh, we're glad to be here. It's kind of Moon to let me do this. Uh, I used to help him more regularly. I've, uh, Moon and maybe I as his little old uh, follower uh, have been on this crusade for a while, maybe 20 years. Uh, I used to help him as a, uh, a substitute host. Uh, before he moved to Lafayette, when he was in the uh, northern area of Louisiana, I, I sometimes I'm doing a show right now, uh, an hour show from 4 to 5 p.m. in Orleans, Jefferson, St. Tammany. And it's funny, I, I've been on the uh, Board of Governors of the Lawyers, and I, I swear those people in Orleans and Jefferson don't understand that there is parts of Louisiana north 
far, far north of Lake Pontchartrain. They just don't understand it. We're all out here. We're all glad to be here. We are Louisiana, and I'm glad to be here. Paul Hurd, again, uh, if you've listened to Moon for uh, a long time, you've heard me on occasion. Uh, I've enjoyed doing it with him, and he was kind enough to let me do it today. I've done a lot of different public litigation and public fights. We, uh, we're, we're, we're proud that in our 20 years of, of knowing one another, we stopped uh, Texas from shipping in uh, hazardous material with heavy metals into a non-hazardous material uh, landfill in Monroe. We stopped that in the uh, 80s or 90s. We, uh, Governor Edwards wanted to elect his own special friend to the Louisiana Supreme Court, and so he, one, resigned the next day, Governor Edwards set the election date, and the next day his friend announced for Louisiana Supreme Court, except it was completely ignoring the election code calendar. They wanted to call it the key to all this on the Supreme Court, Louisiana Supreme Court, is a resignation is a designed replacement. And that's what he tried to do. And there's a case of Heard versus McKithen and Governor Edwards, and we and we set that call for the election aside. We won it. We won it at the uh, Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, so uh, I'm proud of that one. We just some people are just going to have to stand up. And we're going to talk about it more on our show. And uh, and the last is I I won the fir- the first racial gerrymandering case that stopped racial gerrymandering. It stopped that crazy congressional district that we enacted in the 90s that Cleo Fields started here in Lafayette. It passed through Baton Rouge. It passed up the river. It passed through Alexandria, Monroe, Ruston, and ended in Shreveport. I'm the lawyer that set that aside. That was the first win on the merits in America on racial gerrymandering. I did it. They changed it. We beat them again. I set aside congressional districts in Texas, 14 of them. Uh, and I did it again in Virginia. Uh, out of their eight, I think we had to redraw six of the eight. Uh, at one point, I had 10% of Congress mad at me, so I figured if uh, if you judge a man by his enemies, I was doing pretty good. Uh, but anyway, I, we've got redistricting again up in the in the on the merits. And then uh, lastly, uh, obviously in Monroe, there were Edwin Edwards supporters too, and. Uh, they were, they were working Moon and I over pretty good because they didn't know why we didn't like the uh, dynasty, the long dynasty. And they said, well, Heard, if you and Moon think everything's so bad, what's right? If you don't like what we're doing, what do you want us to do? Well, two months later or three months later, I wrote a book, 250 pages, called Louisiana's Governmental Cesspool, The Constitutional Solution. And we have solutions to our problems, and what's ironic is one of the chapters is about unfunded, accrued liabilities in our retirement plans. Does that sound familiar? It, there are issues in here about the line item veto and how it is more political than it is fiscal. And so, again, 15 years ago, this book is, I started reading it again. It's so relevant today. So, uh, if you wanted to get one, I think it's um, it used to be Author House, 
but it's um, it's primeauthors.com. You can go to it and tell them you want to get the book by Paul Hurd on Louisiana Constitutional Solution. You can get it. You to It's almost like a history book, and history keeps repeating itself. So that's sort of where I've come from. Those are some of the fights that, that, that I've stood up for in my little lawyering world. I also do real estate loans. I also do business deals. At the end of the day, I want to grow this state, and the only way to do it is to shrink Baton Rouge. So I, I guess I'm the right person to substitute for Moon because we're absolutely on the track. We're going to take some calls today, but we're going to, I'm going to try to cover a few things uh, that, that I think are, are, are needing to be spread, and a lot of it has to do with the, the veto session. We're going to have it, but it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, hide-and-seek of veto session, and we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the illegal attempts of the governor through vetoing uh, a veto excuse, because it's not a veto. His attempt to appropriate state money. The legislature has the sole power to appropriate in the operating budget, HB1, and in in the capital outlay, uh, which turned into HB2 and five, in, in House Bill 560. The governor has the right to say no. He does not have the right to reallocate money after he vetoes. And what he tried to do, well... We'll go into it in a little more detail. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about crime in Louisiana. There is a solution to our problem. And the number one problem that we with crime is that it is poisoning the state. Even though New Orleans, Orleans Parish, East Baton Rouge Parish, and Caddo Parish are three of the ten most dangerous cities in America. Think about that. We have three. We got a third of the dangerous cities. The problem is that our Constitution allows only the DA to, to prosecute or not prosecute. We're going to talk about a solution uh, when we come back. We've got some other things, and I've got some interesting little topics. It's Friday. We're going to have an open line. Our When I find my number, I wrote it down here somewhere, what, 844 766-6607. Herds, your host. We'll be right back. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion that's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity. 
Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Chestall Brothers. Hi, I'm Dale Brown, best-selling techno-thriller author. I'm also a mission pilot and squadron commander in the Civil Air Patrol. The members of the Civil Air Patrol are volunteer professionals who serve their communities and their nation every day with emergency services, aerospace education, and cadet programs. We train hard, we fly hard, and we get the job done for America. Join the Civil Air Patrol. Visit www.gocivilairpatrol.com and let's go flying. Time out. All right. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. back we're back paul heard your host we're coming in hot we're glad to be here uh just wanted to sort of get a good friday smorgasbord of of what we love and what we hate and so uh we're going to talk about look let's i'm gonna i'm gonna say this only because you know if you're if you're batting if you're a shortstop and you play great defense and you only bat 189 uh, you could still stay on the field. So our legislature probably batted uh, maybe 125. Uh, a, a good batter would make it 280, and, and someone who was hitting it regular would be above 300. But our our 125 legislature did enact a couple of good bills. I just want to give them credit. Uh, I, I, I Sometimes this is called, if you've got a hungry dog, throw him a little biscuit just to make him quit chewing on your leg. Uh, but that's where we are. Look, good bills. They enacted the bill that, that says minors access to social media. Can I, if the child, if anyone is from Louisiana and these social media platforms know geographically where these 
people that are signing on, trying to get on their sites. They know where we are geographically. The legislature passed a bill that said minors cannot get on social media without parental approval. Great. That is great. And, and the social media people can whine. There are systems by which this can be verified without it building um, data for them to sell. Uh, but let me remind you of something. A year ago, the legislature enacted a, uh, a bill that said minors cannot access porn on the Internet, porn websites. And it went into effect in January 1 this year. What's interesting is, is I was preparing, and, and once you got to March or April, what we found was 80% of the attempts to log on to porn sites that originated from Louisiana, 80%, could not prove they were not minors. And by March, the access to porn sites by people from Louisiana had decreased by 80%. So these age verification methods, and look, <laughs> the people trying to get on those porn sites are a lot more knowledgeable, God, we hope, um, than the minors trying to get on social media are. Either way, this age verification here, age verification in public libraries, age verification to protect our children from the sexualization of our whole culture is a barrier that parents are going to require every time they bump into uh, the automated technological access to inappropriate materials for minors. But I wanted to mention they did that this, uh, this year. It's a good bill, and it works. Make them stick to it. The, uh, the other one was Act 422. This was a great bill. It requires, before you can be promoted as a student, you, can, you must be able to pass a reading proficiency test before you, at third grade, before you can go to the fourth grade. And the good news is it also requires the school systems to provide for those who are struggling to get there, provide them with uh, extra tutoring, extra smaller classes. In other words, bring them together so they can concentrate on the reading. They still got to learn everything else, but they've, uh, they've still got to concentrate on reading. They get individual tutorship. They get smaller classes. They get intense phonics because once we can, it's, it's like riding a bicycle. You fall and skin your knees until you learn to ride it. And then one, once you learn to ride it, it's amazing how you can then use it to get better and better at, at riding the bike. Once you can get people reading, you learn vocabulary, even if it's Dick and Jane run. Spot is gone. What you, what you start building is a vocabulary and a world inside a brain that you don't have to go to Paris to know about Paris. And so this is a great bill. Uh, it's ironic that we have to make the school systems teach kids to read. But there are systems. Now, these are maybe outside the state. Our numbers are bad, but they're not zero. 
There's there's a school, I believe it's Baltimore, has no school system where the graduates at 12th grade can read at grade level, zero. And they're still giving them a degree and telling them to go out and starve. We're not going to do that. This is a great bill, uh, and I commend the legislature for doing it. Look, public libraries, this is, there were four bills to protect the children from sexualization while they're trying to grow up, trying to go to school, trying to learn to read, trying to do math. And uh, this was Senate Bill 7. It was by Heather Cloud, Senator Cloud. And what it did is it makes all public libraries. Now, remember this. The school's library is a public library. It is owned by the public and it's accessed by the public. It's covered by this bill. And what it requires is within a year, uh, each library has to have a policy and a procedure by which sexually uh, explicit materials have to be segregated into an area that can only be accessed by adults. Uh, And so, again, that's a good law. It's common sense. Golly gee. Uh, but that's where we are. We passed a revocation of the franchise tax. Revocation of the franchise tax was not done the best way, but it was done. It It is a uh, a good bill, but it got vetoed. The other one was Kyle Ardwan passed, uh, uh, promoted a bill that would give him more power to uh, scour, canvas, whatever verb you want to use, the voter registration rolls to make sure that those who want to register and are eligible to register can vote. Those that are no longer there, they die, they move, uh, they uh, they can be removed because it eliminates a lot more of the shenanigans that can occur. Orleans Parish has more registered voters than the census says it has population. But all those names are still on that registered Voter. They even in court agreed, uh, stipulated for the recall that they that they uh, had like fifty thousand uh, unavailable, unqualified voters still on the list. But look at this; they didn't remove them. They didn't admit who was illegal. Illegal. This bill is a great bill. It got vetoed. This is part of the veto. When we get back. We're going to talk about the veto session coming, and um, and then we're going to talk about a solution, if you will, to our crime problem to help protect the state from the fallout that we're getting from the crime in our three of our major cities. So, look, it's um, we also have some real funny uh, things, individual issues. That I'm just gonna—I've just got them laid out. And we're just gonna talk about them, and and uh, but but it, this veto session is important, and I'm gonna talk about a a little research I did legally on the governor's illegal vetoes, attempt to veto, and so um, we'll uh, be right. I, we'll be right back in just a moment, and when we get back, we're gonna we're gonna cover some uh, a little more deep subjects, uh, and then we're gonna. Take some calls, maybe from our audience. If you want to talk, you know, friend, give me a holler. Uh, we're here at the Moon Grid Fun Show. Paul Hurd's your special host. We'll be right back.
insanity, doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. Been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks. Oh, they're good. Say, This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. It's great to be back. Paul Hurd's your host. This is not, repeat, not Moon Griffon. <laughs> I'm a friend of his. We're glad to be here. I'm an attorney. I'm a, a in my own little litigating way, a, 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 a gadfly or a horsefly biting on government's tail. Um, I cleaned that up, didn't I? And uh, glad to be here. Uh, we're going to take some calls as well, but I wanted to finish up two things this hour, and one of them is talking about our veto session that is going to come. If it doesn't come, you need to vote every senator, every representative who sent in a letter to say, I don't want a veto session, you need to vote them out. Somebody needs to just simply step up and say, if you don't want to do your job, you don't need to go to Baton Rouge. Thank you very much. Give them a pink slip and a gold watch. Send them on their way because that's all they deserve if they won't go. This veto session could be historic. We've got an election. We've got people watching. And the question is whether or not we can save Louisiana from the out-migration. Now, something I do on my show every day is I, I ask for a moment of silence for us to thank the 250 people that are leaving the state of Louisiana 
permanently today. We lose 250 people every single solitary day in from Louisiana that never come back. Net loss of 250. That gets you to, uh, it covers the births, and uh, meaning that even with births, we've got that many people uh, leaving the state of Louisiana. Only state in the South, losing population. I noticed I wrote my book in 2005, and my one of my chapters is about, well, you know, in 2005, we've been losing population for since 2000. It's 2023. We are still losing. The only thing that has changed is PAR, Lobby, the Pelican Institute. They will admit finally, they never did for the first 10 years, they'll finally admit Louisiana does have out-migration. Golly gee, I just wonder what happened. Well, another number I, I want you to have to explain to your rep and your senators at this election, and if you want to run this number, you need to remember. If you go back to 2000, 2001, and you look at the United States population, take that number. This is an easy math test. Then look at the population in Louisiana at that time. All right, we start there. The question is, how much if you were an average state, just average, not good, just you don't do bad, we, think we can't even meet that standard. But if you just average, how much on average has the population in America grown without counting the 3 million illegals, the 30 million illegals? How many, how much growth? Well, the answer is 11, 12%. Over that period, it was a little more than 1% every year growing for the last 12 years. All right, if you took Louisiana's number back then and you said, all right, if we're just average and we just grow as much as the rest of the nation grows, how many people are missing? 462,000 people are missing. Had we just managed to be average, we would have the, the entire population of East Baton Rouge has been lost and would be spread throughout this state. We lost 10% of our uh, growth because we've had zero to negative growth over the 11 or 12 years. So if anyone asks you what's it cost us, it doesn't just cost me 250 that left today and 250 that will leave tomorrow. What it tells you is your business if you are, have a convenience store, if you're doing air conditioning and heating, there would have been almost a half a, mil, a half a million people more as your customers. What do you think that would do to your growth of your business? That's how bad this, this out-migration problem is, and it's, a, uh, it's something that we just have to end, and there's only one way to end it. That's shrink Baton Rouge and grow Repeal taxes and grow. It's what Texas did. It's what Tennessee's doing. It's what Florida's doing. But look, let's talk about the veto session and uh, why we need to have one. We obviously know that the House Bill 468, 
four six. All right, six four eight. Look, the we're not going to mutilate our minor children. Bill uh, was vetoed by the governor. He said he would. <laughs> I I don't know why. I don't think he'd go take the operation. Bless his pee picking heart. But uh, he vetoed it. He also vetoed the one. I, I want to see that. I, I I do think that that could be booked as a uh, as an event uh, if they would if. Uh, it was, uh, I was watching the Planet of the Apes movie the other day, and, you know, it's where the, the human goes to the planet where the apes can talk and the humans can't. Well, the astronaut that could talk, they, you know, the, they're treated like we treat uh, gorillas and apes. He was in there in a, in a cage, and, and, and they said, well, we're just going to have to gild him <laughs> before we let him go. Well, Governor... Uh, I think if it's good enough for our children and our babies, it's good enough for you. So bless your heart. I uh, I don't know why you vetoed it, but you did. Another one, straight crazy. Our, he vetoed a bill that would stop public school teachers from talking about sexuality to our children. Leave it to the parents. No, no, no. He vetoed the bill so that your teacher, your math teacher, can talk to your child about at five in the fifth grade, in the third grade. What about sex? What about and you're going and, and he's going. I, I like baseball. I I don't know about that other thing. Is uh, basketball's good? Well, but what about this? No, he vetoed that bill. It's crazy that would limit sexual discussions. Between parent, uh, between students and staff and teachers, but he vetoed it. The third one was the uh, the s- staff cannot change the names or pronouns, i.e., gender pronoun, since our pronouns in English language have a gender he versus her, uh, something that you just learn. They cannot switch those without parental consent. They have to call the child by their birth, their name. They have to use the pronoun for that child's birth, sexual, uh, biological sex, unless you get a written permission from the parent. Now, we'll talk about them crazy parents later. Uh, but those three bills were vetoed. That's the reason we're going to have a veto session. But please tell your legislators, that's the floor. That is not what will make a great veto session. What we need to also do is let's go back to the good bills that were passed and vetoed. One of them is the canvas our registered voters. The governor's supporters don't want to clean up the voting rolls. They want flexibility. Uh, we need to override that veto and give the Secretary of State the authority, uh, more authority to override uh, to canvas those voting rolls and get them cleaned up. Another one was the, the bill that passed to phase out the franchise tax. It's a hated tax in the nation. When business looks at locating in a state, one of the worst things you can have is a franchise tax because it makes you pay a tax based on your assets even when you're losing money. You have to pay for the right to come in the door. Well, We've got too many people voting with their feet to go out the door. How do we? Why do we want to make a barrier for those coming in? 
again, just override it, and it's it's a simple it's a simple vote. Uh, that'll make it easy. And then let me say this: I've heard an awful lot of brave souls out there saying that oh, those vetoes that were punishment for certain legislators politically. Uh, that uh, well, those really are not proper. Those really are not what should be done. Well, here's the answer. At the veto session, pull up every one of the political vetoes that punish people for standing up for their principles and override the veto. If the, le- if the House and the Senate will say, Governor, you've got to deal with us ahead of time. You can't hold us to the end and then screw those who want to stand up against you. If we want to stop the Huey Long dynasty, we need to override every veto that was a political punishment. You do that, and then we're going to talk about the illegal vetoes that already occurred by the governor and show you there's other things that need to be done where we can stop the governor from simply steamrolling the legislature uh, and uh, if, you, if you don't want to stand up, let us give you a gold watch and go home. Look, Paul Hurd's your host. we got one more segment this hour. We'll be back in just a minute on the Moon Graffon Show. We're loving it. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell him Moon sent you. They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called 
Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. We're glad to be back. I'm sitting here thinking that I'm listening and not talking. So, <laughs> welcome to the Moon Griffon Show. Moon's out there fishing. I swear that I don't, uh, I, I, it's a pleasure to do this show, but he has got to prove to me that he doesn't just fish, but that he lands a few. And if he does, he owes me, he, uh, not owes me, he owes me uh, some trout fillets or he owes me some redfish. I don't care. I'll even take bass. Now I don't I, I don't want to take the family jewels, but I think I think at least trout and redfish uh would be a fair exchange for a for a man's morning. Um I uh I I I, I had to drive in to get to uh, I won't I'm gonna say this. Uh we're gonna take some calls in a minute. I drove into what I consider to be Crystal Butte. Now, if you've seen Terminator. You know where Chris, you know what Crystal Butte is. When everything's taken over and John gets on the radio and he says, I can't remember John's last name. He says, This is John Smith. I forget his name. John so at Crystal Butte. Is anyone out there? And that's where the rebellion started. Then he gets a ham radio answer from New York. He gets a ham radio answer from Alaska. What I'm telling you, Moon Shop is Crystal Butte. This is where the revolution starts. And uh, uh, I'm glad to be at Crystal Butte. And, I, you know, it's funny. I asked one of my kids, do you know where Crystal Butte is? You know what Crystal Butte is? And he says, no, Dad, but you can Google it and find it if you need it. He didn't, and, and they loved Terminator, and they didn't understand. But, look, we're glad to be here putting out some information on the revolution, and uh, we're going to hit just a bunch of hot topics after our break. We've got, we, we've got a couple more minutes to go, but let's talk about the veto session. We need on the crime bill that was passed, and it moved the 17-year-olds back into, for violent crimes at least, back into the adult criminal justice system. Look, the crime lobby is strong in Baton Rouge, the pro-crime lobby. And this thing got vetoed. It makes no sense. Um, there's another crime bill that, that said if people are around the police, that the police have a 25-feet safety zone that if you come into it without permission, uh, you can be arrested for interfering with a peace officer. Think about it. It's simply a, a codification of a way to say, leave me alone while I'm doing my work, or I can arrest you. Well, instead of someone being able to push up against you, they have to give you room. Governor Edwards vetoes it. Pro-crime. We don't need law enforcement. 
Though both those vetoes should be overridden in about 30 seconds each. Um, there's also another one that is a bill that prevents any school board from requiring a COVID vaccination as a condition of attendance. And again, we've had the abuse of the emergency powers uh, by this governor and by any other governor. This isn't personal. This is freedom, protection. And we've also learned more and more about what they forced on us with those COVID vaccines were more dangerous and less effective than we were told they were and ordered to take. The uh, Obviously, the three children protection bills it all ought to be overridden. But here's the last one, and this is the one that the legislators and the senators, if you want to protect your institution, if a senator wants to protect the constitutional power of the Senate, if a House of Representative member wants to protect the power of a House member and of the chamber, what they need to do is take every one of those politically motivated vetoes and override them. And here's why. If you tell the governor, we are not going, if you all, if the, if the legislature will take away from the governor the ability to do political vetoes, make him, if he wants to make a fiscal argument, so be it. But the political punishment through a line item veto does not serve the people, does not serve your legislative chamber, and it only allows the governor more power. And if they will do that, then the governor, they will never be able to do what they did about hold the bill to the last minute and ask for a vote and over and then punish anybody who didn't vote with them, the legislature can say, fine, look, you can play straight with us. We'll talk about the bill, but you're not going to punish my fellow member regardless of what side of the issue he's on. Political vetoes can end today. They can end in this legislative session if each house says, no, no, no more gubernatorial punishment uh, for the other side. And that's why... That could so easily be done because you could be on the wrong side of that rascal next year. And, and quite frankly, some of those in charge need to recognize they're going to be on the other side next year. And this would be a great precedent to say, we're going to get this stuff done, but we're not going to allow the governor to implement political punishment. He can implement with a line item veto fiscal protection of the state. Um, the other thing is every one of the House House members need to stand up and make a point of order to begin the session as soon as you have the floor so that you, you object to the veto session because the House Bill 1, House Bill 2, and House Bill 560 were illegally adopted. The House has rules that say we have to have 24 hours view of the bill. All of them have said, a ton of them have said, we didn't know what was in it. We just knew it was there. And 
What we need to do is make the point of order and assert the illegality of these bills and then take it to court. Also, I'll mention, uh, and we'll talk about this uh, maybe in the next hour, to break the budget, you had to get Senate concurrent resolution number three passed by two-thirds. But first, you cannot have a Senate concurrent resolution without it being passed out of committee. That's what the Senate's rules say. No bill can pass out of a Senate committee without a quorum present and voting. The Senate concurrent resolution did not have a quorum. A quorum is one vote more than half. They only had half. Quorum, I mean, I can change the word of half to mean two-thirds, or I can change the word half to mean 40%. No, no, no. The rules say a quorum, you need a majority. It's illegal. We'll talk about it more. We're going to finish the show. We're going to come back next hour and hit on that issue and hit on some more funny issues, governmental issues, and I'll, I'll be glad to take calls uh, when we get back, we'll put the number 844-766-6607. Paul Hurd's your host. We'll be right back. show that's not immune to facts, the Dan Bongino Show, here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Um... Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out. What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at interscholastic athletic events in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media.
All right, take two. We're on. We're hot. This is not Moon Graffon. A, a public service announcement. This is Paul Hurd, a special host, special guest of Moon Graffon on the Moon Graffon Show. Uh, going, uh, coming in hot across the state. We're glad to be here. We're going to have a good Friday and have a good long weekend. Uh, uh, this weekend, it's going to be... The hippy dippy weatherman says it's going to be hot in July. I I know that's breaking news, but it's hot in July, and I don't care. The gin and tonic is cold. <laughs> the sangria and the nachos are just right. And uh, golly gee, if if it's global warming, all it means is we're going to have margaritas, gin and tonic, in November and in February. So I don't believe it. I, I think that's why we live in Louisiana is because we love the weather. We love to fish. We're glad to be here. Paul Hurd's a, a, an old uh, Griffon. This is a, 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 a blast from the past. I, I used to help as a uh, stand-in for Moon back 15 years ago, earlier in his broadcast career. Uh, also, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I've done some litigating against so people that used to ask me what kind of lawyering I do. Well, I, what I tell them is I do real estate closings. I do business transactions, form corporations, help people run new businesses. I'm a small business guy, but then I tell people about one third of my business is just to sue government because they deserve it. And so that's really one of the reasons that Moon and I have hooked on and I, he's encouraged me to know there's a voice out there. I'm I'm proud to be a friend, and quite frankly, we're proud of some of the uh, dragons we've slayed. And you know, the best I can tell, I've got some Sheck Snyder dragons out there. I got some Cortez uh, dragons out there. We're gonna get our swords out at the election time, and we're gonna send them old fire-breathing dragons home. So we're glad to be here. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit. I need to talk about the illegal, the unconstitutional attempts by the governor to use his uh, veto pen as really just a unconstitutional club to beat up the legislature. The legislature at some point is not helpless and hopeless. What they are is they need a someone who says, look, we are going to fight amongst ourselves about what good policy is, but we're going to protect the House. We're going to fight amongst ourselves about what's right. But once we make a decision for the Senate, we're going to defend each other's rights and power as a Senate. If we do not, we end up with the Huey Long dictatorship that presently is ruining our state. Now, I did it in the first hour, and I always do it when I do my show. I ask for silence, a moment of silence, so we can all thank the 250 people that are leaving this state today never to return. We're the only state in the South losing population. We're the highest tax state in the South. And... I need to thank those 250 people that are leaving. Net loss. 
no matter how many we bring in, we're losing on average 250 more going out the door every day. Fridays, Sundays, Wednesdays, it doesn't matter. There they go. Stated differently, and I, I talked about it in the first hour, if you ever wanted to figure out how bad is our government's abuse of business, if Louisiana in the last 10 years would have just grown as good as the United States, we would have 465,000 more citizens in the state. That's the population of East Baton Rouge Parish, our biggest parish. We have lost, cumulatively, our biggest parish. It's, it, it's obscene. That's why we're here now, legislators. And this goes to both incumbents and this goes to those who want to run against the incumbents. The, the legislature allowed itself to get painted into a corner by trying to pass House Bill 1, House Bill 2, and the supplemental, which I believe is House Bill 560. In the last hour, last half hour, last 15 minutes of the legislative session. It was done intentionally, but here's where they messed up. They also had to pass the Senate concurrent resolution that authorized them to bust the constitutional spending limit. When that bill was, when that concurrent resolution was passed, there was no quorum present. Therefore, there was never a constitutional approval because the Senate rules themselves say you have to have a quorum present to pass an act out of committee. They didn't have the vote. They had a 50% vote. Quorum is 50 plus one. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. Therefore, the override of the constitutional limitation was never accomplished. Therefore, the budget is illegal because it exceeds the constitutional spending limit. Somebody in the legislature can bring that suit and protect your power of a chamber. A senator can bring that suit. The other thing that happened is they cut $100 million out of the, uh, at the last minute, they enacted a condition on the appropriation for the Department of Health that said, uh, notwithstanding the appropriation, the administration is authorized and directed to spend $100 million less in the Department of Health. The governor the, tried to eliminate that condition of the appropriation. He can't constitutionally do it. That is not a veto. I've looked at his veto letter. What he attempted to do was to Many appropriations have conditions on what the money spent for and where it comes from. And, and what the governor tried to do was strike this limitation on the overall in globo appropriation. What this means is 
that $100 million is not back in the department. The legislature, if they allow the governor to do this, it means that any appropriation that you make and any condition that you put on the, the direction of that expenditure, that you're allowing the governor to keep the money and change the condition. That is not a line item veto. Now, it's not my opinion. I'm a lawyer. I started this because I, I asked the legislator, how the heck was the governor going to be able to add $100 million to the uh, health department without having a special session? And he said, oh, he's just going to veto uh, one of the amendments. You don't have a line item veto power over amendments. What you have is a line item veto power over the appropriation. You can, the line item veto gives the governor the power to take it as appropriated or veto it because you won't take it as appropriated. It does not give you the authority to amend a bill. And that's what Governor Edwards has tried to do in his his veto of the reduction of the Department of Health appropriation. I'd like to say it's my opinion. If you were a, if you were a first-year law student, it's not hard to figure out. You just go look up Louisiana Constitutional Article 4, Section 5, subparagraph G. Google it. You can find it easy. You can find it. And it says that you can you have to veto the appropriate the item the appropriation veto any line item in an appropriation bill not conditions you have to veto the item the only item that the governor has to veto is the entire appropriation for the department of health he can't i don't think he would do that because he tries to simply say, I'm going to add $100 million to the budget. You can't do it. The Louisiana Supreme Court has this principle established for 50 years. In 1977, the Louisiana Supreme Court in Henry versus Edwards, 346, Southern 2nd, 153, laws are easy to find, made it clear that an appropriation item includes the person, the agency where it's going, the, um, the use that it's going to go, and the amount. And the critical issue is the amount. The governor has the right to accept ACC, accept that money under the conditions that the legislature sets because only the legislature has the authority to appropriate money. He can accept it with the condition, or he can veto the money, the item. He can't veto a condition of the appropriation. If he can, it means that every condition that the legislature puts in there in the uh, appropriation bills, they can all just be waived, and the governor can just simply keep the money, and spend the money any way he wants to. It's not what the Constitution says, and it's not what the Louisiana Supreme Court said in Henry versus Edwards. He has to strike the 
the appropriation wholly, he cannot result in in the violation of the constitutional prerogative of the legislature to appropriate. They hold that if the governor wishes to disapprove of conditions or limitations legislatively included in an appropriation bill, he must veto not only the condition or limitation, but also the money item to which they're connected. He did not. They cannot. And uh, it's a, a, a matter that we simply have to, uh, have to bring up any rep, any senator, can bring it up to defend this appropriation. Look, I think it's about time for me to take a break. We're going to do that. Paul Hurd's your host, special guest on the Moon Graffon Show. Our number is 844-766-6607. We'd love to hear from you. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Crime is out of control. Louisiana's education system failing our kids and our economy, one of the worst. We need a new direction. We need Jeff Landry as governor, a former police officer, Army National Guardsman, Sheriff's Deputy, and our Louisiana Attorney General. Jeff Landry has a proven record of fighting crime. A small businessman, he successfully filled hundreds of jobs for Louisiana citizens. So Jeff Landry opposes high taxes and government red tape harming our economy. A husband and father, Jeff Landry knows all kids deserve a great education, not liberal politics pushed in the classroom. A leader standing up to Biden, protecting our pro-life values and Second Amendment freedoms, endorsed by the Republican Party of Louisiana. Our next governor... Jeff Landry. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. What if you could help? I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn to spot a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. I'm Paul George. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Oh, 
We're back. Paul Hurd's your host. Moon's fishing. You know, I don't. We, we all don't. We all wonder. We don't get pictures. Um, I, I always wonder if he's fishing or if he's catching. I, I, uh, there, it, it's easy to go fishing. I even heard goes fishing. I don't have pictures of catching, and uh, I, um, I, I'm proud that he's out there. He likes it. I, I heard him talk about the heat. He, you know, he, he, and I believe in the hippy dippy weatherman that. If you just get to June and July and August, you're going to be surprised, but it's going to get hot. And then if you'll just last a little longer, they'll be cool. It will slow. It will be cooling down, and and by November we will have cool weather. Uh, these global climate changers are just silly. They don't under they, they think that the world's climate is judged by its last half hour. And uh, anyway, I'm proud he's out there. I'm in this nice, cool. Now, I do, I'm not going to tell you I don't like air conditioning, but we're glad to be here. Let's go on a little more. I've got a, I'm going, uh, let me do this. I got a call from, I think, Timmy from Lafayette. Uh, I'm, uh, you're here, Tim. Are you on? What you got? Yes, sir, Paul. How are you? Man, I'm good. You know, I've been down here 14 years from Monroe, and of course, you, you, we know each other from Monroe. Um, but man, I love it down here. Lafayette's a cool town. Well, I like Monroe, but that's okay too. <laughs> we're all, hey, wait, we're right. all North or West of Pontchartrain. So remember the, 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 the lower half doesn't even know we're here. So don't, or the Southeast <laughs> boot doesn't even know we're here. So, so we'll sneak around and enjoy our lives too. There you go. Hey, uh, one quick thing. Uh, Citizens for a New Louisiana had done a little uh, deep dive into the budget uh, a couple of weeks ago when everything came out uh, there at the end. And uh, they found that, uh, for whatever reason, the $100 million deduction for the Department of Health was his own line item. Like it was stuck out like a sore thumb on purpose for him to, to no, veto. No, it's not. It is a condition of the in Globo. It is its own paragraph, but there's no money. There, it, it is associated. That condition is a condition on the total appropriation for the Department of, of Health. What it, the way it uh. was done, it was done... <clears throat> so that, and, and this is proper. Within the health department, the governor, the administration, whoever it is, has the authority to move money around within a department. But what that appropriation condition was placed, it was even if you move the money around, you have, this gives a haircut to the bottom line. It is not an, a line item. If you go to the Louisiana Supreme Court, they say it's not a line item because it doesn't say reduce it by 100000 this appropriation for Medicaid. Okay, I'm just making up one. And then there's a number. No, no, no. This is a general condition upon the appropriation as a whole. The Louisiana Supreme Court, the Constitution says he has to take the money, and certainly he wants the health department money, and the condition, or he has to veto that up number. You can't point to a line item on 
the, a line item is defined in the Constitution. That condition is a general condition on the numbers that follow within the Department of Health. It, look, the, the Louisiana Supreme Court already told the uh, the Edward Edwards the Edward the first that he couldn't do it. This Louisiana Supreme Court has easy precedent that says you take the money with the condition or you veto it all, and you have not vetoed the money. You see, what the governor's trying to do is you cannot veto a condition and keep the money. And so it's one of those things that I think I think they're wrong. I've looked at both of them. Look, Tim, I appreciate it. This is the only hard break in this show that I've got to take now, or my producer's got this big club. He's going to hit me in the head. Thanks for calling. Um, spread the word. Stop this nonsense. Uh, this is Paul Hurd, your host. I'm on Moon Graffon Show. We'll be back right after this break. And I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. LA 22. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Glad to be here. I got one last look. I appreciate Tim Collin. Um, I, I I wish to uh, uh, appeal his decision, but let me explain why I think the Louisiana Supreme Court has said you can't. The right to veto is the right to reduce money, not to add money. Here's what the Louisiana Supreme Court said 50 years ago. The legislature, now this isn't a quote, the legislature has always and has the authority to condition and limit and focus expenditures. But the legislature has the authority 
to appropriate authorized spending of money. It says, when proper conditions or limitations are inserted in an appropriation bill, the governor may not veto them without vetoing the item of expenditure which they modify. Otherwise, by shrinking these provisions but allowing the money, the item of the expenditure to stand, the governor would be able to alter and thus, in fact, legislate by creating a new item of appropriation wholly different in nature and purpose from the originated in the legislature. That's Louisiana Supreme Court. That's exactly what Governor Edwards is trying to do. He wants to strike a condition that so that it expands the expenditure in one location, and then he wants to go strike that same amount in other appropriations, and those vetoes may be constitutional. He struck the whole thing. But you, but the vetoing of money that goes to education cannot be moved to the health department. The only authority that the governor has to adjust appropriation is to reduce. He has no authority to move the money over. Check out Henry V. Edwards, 346 Southern 2nd, 153 Louisiana Supreme Court, 1977. That's where I am. Look, legislators, come on, guys. Stand up for yourself and say, you got to come to us. In the veto session, re- re- override every one of those political punishments because you get to be on the gallows next year if the governor changes. And the answer is, if you stand up for yourself, if you hang together, you will not hang separately. A buddy of mine said that 200 years ago, and uh, that's a fact. So, look, that's where we are. Let me go on. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Let me see. Uh, I've got a call from, oh, man, Paul from Bossier. I'd be glad to listen to you, Paul. Great name. What you got? Well, it is a great name. Uh, real quick on this, th- this is so absurd that we even have to argue this. This this is like like elementary school that, that the, if the governor can do that, if he can appropriate and, and veto what he doesn't want to spend and appropriate and just manipulate the process to spend, then the legislator, we don't even need one. Why don't we just vote for governor, get rid of both those legislators, and just bypass the absurdity of them? I just, wanted, I, I just need to know how to bring in a chorus behind you. Amen. Amen. It's the, the, even our Supreme Court said otherwise, it would allow the governor by striking these conditions and moving the money around. It creates a new item, wholly different in nature and purpose from that originated in the legislature. This one's a no-brainer. Well, if we've got one legislator that'll stand up and use his brain. Well, as they proved in this last session with supermajorities in the Republican House and the Senate, <laughs> that this, this whole process, this governor line item veto thing, first off, that's the first charade that has to be gotten rid of because all it does is give the, the political hacks who can't make the votes to add all this money, that, you know, the, the ones that pretend to be conservative, it just gives them cover. They can just blame the governor. And we've been doing this for how many years now? I mean, look, we, we've been having these conversations about Baton Rouge since I can remember. And I'm 65 now, well, so I'm, we've been talking about this forever. Well, and let me, I, I can tell you how, at least changes. how long we've been talking about it. In the, I said in the first hour, I did Louisiana's governmental cesspool 
the constitutional solution in 05. So that makes it 18 years ago. In this is restructure the line item veto power of the governor. It's one of my chapters. Yeah. This, this isn't a known problem. This isn't an unknown problem, Paul. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's a, uh, golly gee, it, it, you want to look at these people and say, did, did you really want to get elected well, just dis- so you could be a lap dog? Well, the only discipline in the in the Republican Party is against conservatives. The, 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 the fraud squad who did this charade on the whole process of electing leadership, and I keep telling my friends, I said, we lose the legislator on the very first vote of the new legislator when they pick leadership. I said, all you have to do is look at that vote, and that tells you exactly what's fixing to happen the rest of the way. Look, and and I, never and without fail. That, that rule has never failed me, ever. I, I got you. Look, I appreciate it. Let me let me uh, move on to to uh, some more little interesting information. But look, we I think we could even do it. With, the question is standing. I think a lawsuit for a declaratory judgment. It's got to be done in Baton Rouge by citizens that says we want a declaratory judgment that the governor does not have the authority to move the money and he doesn't have the authority to spend the money with these unconstitutional. I call them pseudo vetoes because pseudo means it looks like it, but it is not. And that's what we need to do. Look, the other thing the, um, that, we, that we need to look at is, is, is um, redistricting's coming. I, this is one of my favorite issues. I can't help it. I've been, I've been redistricting. I've, I've been a national expert. Uh, <laughs> On the redistricting and the right way to do it, the, the, the recognize the constitutionality of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act and still not racially gerrymander. And that, that's going to be the issue that plays out in Louisiana. But look, here's what we need to – everybody's talked about uh, the Alabama case and whether or not – the judges did not say that we have to have a second majority minority district. What it said, just like it told Alabama, was if you can do a a majority minority district that does not have to be predom- uh, predominantly based on racial division and instead complies with the parish lines, city lines, neighborhoods, that, that is not racial gerrymandering. Uh, if that can be done, you, you still have to... Uh, have to do it under Voting Rights Act. Now, there's other stuff that has to be proven. And what matters about the affirmative action case, Moon asked me this, the affirmative action case on no more race versus the Alabama case that says, yes, you got to go draw a district based on race. What the court, what, what, what we're missing is that the courts are finding as an underlying fact that a majority-minority district naturally occurred with the location of the minority citizens and the geography of the state. And we don't have that here. We do not have a compact, contiguous minority population that can comprise two districts. Uh, and, And what you're going to be... And, and, and as it relates to when we're going to do this, remember, Congress election is next year. The courts are not going to mess with the House and the Senate districts now, though they're being challenged. 
what the court in what the Supreme Court has said is they want these issues of Congress, the Section Two challenges to the House, Section Two challenges to our Senate, that we'll, we'll be voting using this time, resolved at the district court level, appealed to the Fifth Circuit, and presented to them in time for the, for this issue to be gone or these districts to be changed in time for the election cycle of 2024. What the Supreme Court said with Alabama as it relates to ours that they had temporarily stayed is, okay, lower courts, we're not deciding this stuff. You all take it. Y'all put it on what we call the rocket docket, and you get this thing tried on the merits. You make a decision, district judge. You, if you, Whoever it is that doesn't like it, appeal it to the Fifth Circuit. You, Fifth Circuit, put it on a rocket docket. Decide this thing for House, for Senate, for Congress, and you all get it back to us in the early spring of 2024, and a final decision will be made so that the voters vote in constitutional districts as they exist or as they must be modified. And I don't think, on Congress, I don't think they'll have to be modified. But on the others, there may very well be some uh, uh, racial gerrymandering that occurred to split minority power. But that's, look for all this to get on a rocket docket and trials occur and this thing have to move. So don't, and don't believe that they said that we, we, have to draw a, uh, a second minority district. Alabama had gone to trial. The full record was before the, the Supreme Court. They had before them a compact, contiguous, second majority minority district that could have been drawn in Alabama. And what they said is, if it can be done without race predominating, that it had to be done under the voting uh, section two of the Voting Rights Act. One concurrence by Gorsuch, I don't know if it was joined by any of the others, but Gorsuch brought in his own concurrence, brought up that like regular uh, affirmative action that they had more or less wiped out, this voting section two of the Voting Rights Act as a racial remedy itself one of the conditions of affirmative action is that it must have an end to, it must respond to a problem and it must have a, a conclusion date, a conclusion condition. And what Gorsuch is saying is they are prepared at some point in time to do to the vote section two of the Voting Rights Act unless it's reauthorized and proven to be narrowly tailored for the protection of minority voting rights. That if it's not, its days are numbered. But look, that's where we are. We're going to have this stuff, House, Senate, Congress, all done in um, by, it'll be at the Supreme Court by February next year. So uh, all you lawyers, put your, put, put your, uh, Saddle up, get ready to go, because it's going to be a heck of a move. Paul Hurd's your host. Moon Gaffon's gone and fishing. We'll be right back after this break and do our last segment. 
Louisiana is 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Only at Shopify. Fawn Fishes. We're glad to have him out there. And, and uh, I say hello to Maddie. I don't know if she'd listen to me. I know she listens to her daddy. So I, uh, I'm glad to be here. We've got our last quarter hour. Look, I wanted to bring up, this is fun. This is Louisiana. Um, all right. So Orleans is having a crime problem, a crime tsunami. They've got an, they've got a DA that will not do his job. But think about St. Tammany. They're just on the other side of Lake Pontchartrain. And St. Tammany was looking for a new motto for it, for it to attract more tourists. And so what their tourist bureau for St. Tammany came up with is this is St. Tammany's new motto to attract tourists. St. Tammany, Louisiana's easy escape. <laughs> If New Orleans is the big easy, St. Tammany wants you to know that we're the place you can escape from, uh, uh, escape to. And I I, I did want to, this one reminded me of Chris Rock and Will Smith. Um, the um, <laughs> St. Tammany is, is Will Smith, and he's going to walk up to the Orleans Chris Rock and just slap him in the face. It's just, this is a... This is a neighbor-to-neighbor insult 
of the highest order. I just thought it was, uh, and everybody acts like it's cute. Uh, the North Shore states, uh, this is their newly branded tourism identity. Escape from Alcatraz. A, what was, what was what this, the guy that was Snake, and he was in the movie, Escape from L.A., I believe. Um, now we've got St. Tammany, Escape from Orleans, if you're a tourist. Come on up here. We'll feed you well, and you won't get shot. Um, so anyway, it's a... Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you think of it. I think it's a, I think it's a heck of a, a neighborhood fight that, that I cannot believe that Mayor Cantrell has not taken a moment to uh, inform her neighbor that they don't they uh, they are sure hurting the state. And I, I look, we need to fix New Orleans. We don't need to abandon New Orleans. But that's where we are. I think that was funny. Uh, the next one I've got, this is, this is another one. Uh, one of the bills that was passed that the governor did sign into law, this is an article by Saul Pink, a staff writer at NewOrleans.com on July 3. There was a, a bill now that requires insurers that they must provide six months of smoking cessation, quitting, smoke, treatment, to anybody they insure without any copay, without any deductible, without any charge. Now, what that means is without any specific charge for that service. It does, what does it mean? What this means is if I'm a smoker, I smoke, I buy those cigarettes, I pay taxes to the state. And they hoped that that would make me quit smoking. They hoped that the cost would get enough that I have enough sense to quit smoking. But, it, you know, it's one of those things that um, it just hadn't happened. So we've got a lot of smokers out there. So what this bill does, it takes all of us who quit smoking. Ah, there's, a, there's, a, there's at least one person in this room that used to smoke. I, uh, one of the first jobs I got was in construction. And in construction... I learned that if you smoked, you got to take more breaks and, in quotes, smoke a cigarette than if you didn't smoke. If I didn't smoke, I had to stay. I was digging ditches to put in swimming pools. But the guys that smoked got to step aside and smoke a cigarette. Well, it took me two weeks to learn I needed to smoke. Well, I started smoking, and I kept smoking for a while. I finally quit because I didn't want it to kill me. So anyway, but what this bill does, this is what... I can't figure out. This bill says if you're a smoker, you're going to pay too much for your cigarettes. If you're a non-smoker, you're going to pay too much for your insurance so that those who choose to smoke, you can help pay for free them if they decide they want to quit. You know, my answer is quit or smoke. I don't care, but I don't. I, a non-smoker, don't owe you a thing if you are a smoker and you happen to be insured by the same insurance company that I'm insured for. This is a tax for not smoking. It's just, it's, it's, look, it was done by Cedric Glover, Democrat in Shreveport, House Bill 578. It's no different than student forgiveness. 
They're simply trying to say, y'all that incurred this debt, you incurred the medical expenses because you smoked. You incurred the debt on your student loans. We're going to let other people who didn't benefit from it pay for it, not you. It, it, it just is, uh, it's, it, it's, it says nicotine is very powerful, and we nicotine's not powerful. Nicotine, now I'll tell you what, Oxycontin's powerful. THC is powerful. Marijuana, THC, is powerful. Look, if you can't quit smoking, don't. But don't come whining to me. Uh, I don't. I am not incurring that cost because I chose to quit smoking. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. I just, I just had to bring them. It, it's a tax for not smoking. So in Louisiana, we're going to tax you if you smoke. We're going to tax you if you don't smoke. So that's sort of a crazy thing. The, uh, the, um, my last one maybe here is there was an article done by uh, the editorial staff. This means that no one has the guts to sign this, but it was done by the editorial staff at the Advocate in New Orleans. It's a, uh, it was published July 5. And the premise of this article is that it admits we're losing people. It admits we're losing, this is important, we're losing the college graduates and the business owners. And what this says is the reason we're losing them is because we don't treat the LGBT people nice enough. It says because we're not diverse enough. We are diverse. We're 30% African American. We have Asian. And it's those are that's a diversity. This article is a joke. Look, Paul Hurt, I, 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 I wish I could go into it more. It's silly. They're leaving, going to states that are more conservative than we are. This is an excuse. Paul Hurt's your host. Moon will be back finally Monday. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to sit in. Let's have a great weekend.